Hello, Husky Nation. Welcome to Dog Thoughts Radio with Tyson Allenbaugh, Kayla Olin, and Mike Martin. An insider look at Husky football with game analysis, recruiting updates, players and coaches interviews, player profiles and information that you will only hear on Dog Thoughts, including Husky legends. All you'll see is purple. And now, your host, Tyson Allenbaugh. One of the things that I've always felt that um, I've been fairly intuitive uh, with is when to go and when to stay and when to change. And I felt very strongly that this is the right time for me personally um, to make a change. And so now here we go. I'm the head football coach. (laughs) And for the guys that know me, I'm in a very aggressive attack mode type personality and that's where we're going to take this thing coaching the defensive backs coaching the defense i always want to be aggressive i always want to be on attack mode and that is going to be bled all the way through now into our offense and into our special teams but also how our students will attack their academics those were the words of chris peterson x or soon to be x husky head coach (laughs) and you also heard from Soon-to-be head coach Jimmy Lake of the, of the Washington Husky football team. If I sound flabbergasted, it's because even a few days after finding out the news, I am, uh, Kayla and Mike and the On Second Thought team had a chance to react to it. Now it's my turn and Jeff Wright's turn from Dub Life. Jeff, I mean, you were at the press conference. It's still... And you're around the team all season, so obviously you're going to have a little bit different perspective, but I think just as uh, that still had to have been just as surprising to you as it was to you know fans on the outside who maybe don't even follow the team that closely. Yeah, Tyson, it was a complete shock to, to, see, Tyson, or, uh, to see Peterson step down, and my wife was actually on the computer, and she's the one that found out, and she told me about it, and I, when I looked at it, I thought it was like a joke at first, and then I looked at it again, and I'm like, no, this is real, and so... Yeah, that was a big shock. I never saw that one coming. Um, I always thought Peterson would retire in like three to five years. I knew he didn't want to do this forever because he had made comments through the years and through the months, especially this season, about not doing this forever. But to to leave now just after six years is a complete shock to me. Yeah, I always used how many years he spent as Boise at, at Boise as the benchmark, okay? like if, Although he is eternally tied with Boise and now obviously UW, he only spent eight years there, and I say only <laughs> probably shouldn't. Uh, that's why he left is because yeah. you know that the the stress it takes. But it was it was only eight years, even though it kind of felt like forever, right? And I thought, okay, you know, I I basically expected eight years, hoped for ten, right? You know what I mean? Because right, like you right. said he's been dropping comments like this almost since he started about like how this is not something he's going to do. You know, he's not going to you know Joe Paterno it or Bear Bryant it, right? Where Right. Or even many other coaches. So, yeah, six years. I mean, there's never a good time when a guy of his caliber kind of steps down. But this kind of felt we this felt extra weird because it felt like there was so much more on the horizon. Usually guys kind of also of guys who end up retiring or stepping away from the game. There's that kind of embarrassing. And I wouldn't call this season embarrassing, but, you know, they have like a three and nine season or there's scandals. Right. Or there's, you know, players get arrested, whatever it may be. This was like on his own volition. This was completely up to him. Yeah, and I think 
Tyson, that makes it more powerful the way that he exited because, you know, it shows that he's really secure in his legacy and that he doesn't need to coach anymore to validate his career or validate himself. But just kind of looking back at the season and covering him every single week, you know, the comments that he would make is that, you know, it's a grueling job. It's a grind every day. It's very stressful. And so I think as the season went on, I think it just kind of wore on him, especially after the losses. And it was just like, you know what? I need to start looking at doing something else and I need to get myself right. I need to get myself healthy. And, you know, as we all know, Tyson, mental health is an important issue for everybody. So, um, yeah, but I'm still shocked. I, I'm I'm still shocked about this. Yeah. And and I it's somebody asked my reaction. I said, obviously shocked, Bob, that as as I think a lot of people are kind of thinking more about, it, especially ones like us who are, you know, you're around the team. I follow the team pretty dang closely. It's like. God, it seems so much more obvious, right, than <laughs> that yeah. when you kind of think about it and you start putting the pieces together. I do believe him that he didn't make the final decision until late this season, until before the Apple Cup. I actually do believe that just because of what he mentioned. Like, you know, if the program wasn't where he thought it would be, he probably wouldn't step away. He'd keep fighting, you know, fighting to get back yep. to Pac-12 championships or whatever the quote exact quote was. And um, I, I do I do think – I do believe that. Um, but – he, it, 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 I mean, it, it's still absolutely stunning. And something you and I talked about this year, and I know I'm sure we talked about it last season as well. I, I know I've remarked on it, how stressful it's been to watch this team. Yeah, <laughs> really stressful. It's been, I, it's been a roller coaster. It, it's been an absolute roller coaster, even last year, you know, and it was just, it was, and I say nauseating and just like kind of like the, not like it makes me sick kind of way, but just more like the just like you said, roller coaster kind of. It, it's there. It, it's a very apt analogy or whatever. Um, because I mean, it's been like that as a fan. I can't even yep. imagine what it's like inside the locker room. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And one thing that I I kind of felt the energy in the room at the presser yesterday, Tyson was there was a sense of relief on Peterson's face when he was talking, and even when he walked into the room and. I just think that, you know, he just got burnt out. I mean, like uh, there's coaches out there that get tired of the daily grind. And then he said he's been coaching for 32 years straight without without a break. And so I think that's kind of just worn on him and worn on him. And then there's one interesting remark that he made that <clears throat> I want to get your thoughts on it was he said he felt that the program also needed an ignition, right? It, it needed a, a new direction from where he was at, where he took it in six years. He, he felt it was the right time for football wise for them to go in a different direction. So I'm thinking like, did he feel like this was as far as he could take the program under his watch? Uh, and now he wanted to give it, you know, pass it off to Jimmy Lake. Uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I think, I, I think yes, because clearly, you know, this is something he's been thinking about for a long time. Right. So I, I do right. think, I do believe him when he said that he mentioned the word, enthusiasm he need that jimmy needs to inject his enthusiasm and his i think vision was the other the other word too and i yep. do think he believe i think he believes that i also do believe him when he says that if there wasn't let's say a jimmy lake on staff or there was something what maybe a different circumstance that he would have stuck around too does that make sense like like i yep. think i think he's confident enough in his abilities that he thought he could have been the answer but then he kind of also was able to withdraw his own ego for lack of a better way to put it, because I don't think of him as an ego-type guy, ego-driven no. man, um, 
to go, you know what, this is Jimmy's going to can actually elevate and bring this to a, a level that maybe Peterson could have, but he now he's feels comfortable handing it off. Because I do believe him that he wouldn't um, – he wouldn't do that to the program because he said similar things kind of when he left Boise too, when he got hired yeah. by UW about the recharging and the new challenges and the yada, yada, yada. And then what did Harrison do? Go out and win a Fiesta Bowl the next year. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? So, so I, I, I think, I think it's true. I think both things can be true that he was confident. He could have got UW kind of righted, righted the ship next year after kind of a disappoint after a disappointing year this year. But I also believe that he thinks they can be even better without him. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I agree with you there, Tyson, because, you know, he mentioned yesterday during the press conference that if he felt the program was going to take a step backwards by him um, stepping down, then he would have probably stayed to try to grind it out. But he has, you know, so much confidence in Jimmy Lake to take this thing over because, you know, Peterson left him a really good foundation. I mean, it's not like when Sarkeesian came in and inherited an 0-12 program and then now I got to recruit and, and get this thing going. And there's a really good roster and there's a ton of talent for Jimmy Lake to take over. And so I think as far as Peterson's decision goes, that probably made it a lot easier for him to pull the trigger on this because, you know, I really get the feeling that Peterson loves being a Husky. He's bought into this whole University of Washington thing and that he is a dog for life, which, you know, he's going to be staying in an advisory role. He, I I think, and I think even, it's even easier than when Peterson took it over for Sark, right? Because, uh, which I, I, you know, obviously Sark had a little bit of success on his way out the door, but the culture hopefully won't have to change too much. And that's usually the most painful part of a coaching change is the culture stuff where it's like, you know, it's the, you know, it's not just how players are smart enough. Practicing different isn't that hard, right? I mean, obviously they're going to have their bumps and bruises, but they'll go, they'll learn that, okay, we don't do that drill anymore. We do this drill or, or meetings are at this time instead of that guys can figure that stuff out. It's the, it's that all that other expectations off the field, all that other stuff that really, really throws guys for a loop. And, in the strength and conditioning. And as far as yeah. I can tell, Saha's going to still be around. So that shouldn't change too much other than, you know, at least the voice, you know, maybe they'll do it, you know, different. They might focus on different things. Um, I, I really have a hard time believing the defensive staff is really going. Mo- most of the defensive staff is going to go anywhere. I think most of them are going to stick around. I, I, I don't, I don't think that's going to change over too much. Cause those are Jimmy's guys for real. Mm-hmm. Um, the offensive stuff, and we'll talk about the offensive staff speculation in a moment because I do want to bring it back to Jimmy Lake. And man, I think uh, uh, it's quite the the meteoric rise, right? Because you know, you, yeah. when he came out of Boise, when the, when the whole staff came over, you know, people were pretty upset that we lost Keith Hayward. You know, that Keith Hayward right. went to SC because he had done a pretty good job to, uh, uh, recruiting and developing, right. even only in two years at UW, being paired with Coach Wilcox, and then. And then Jimmy, kind of a little bit of an unknown, and then you kind of saw how, I mean, Buddha's a special player, but you kind of saw how the secondary started flashing a little bit. And then after yep. once that 15 season happened, you're like, oh, my God, this dude is a star. And I just, it's crazy to me that, for, you know, he's the head coach of Washington. I, I, it makes sense to elevate him. It makes complete sense. But I'm still, yep. I'm almost more surprised that Jimmy Lake is now the head coach than Peterson is stepping down. And that's not even a knock on Jimmy Lake. I just always assumed it would be somewhere else, you know? Yeah, I agree with you. And I think Jen Cohen um, wanted to reward Jimmy Lake for his loyalty the last few years. You know, 
Jimmy Lakes got offered so many different jobs as far as defensive coordinator positions, including Bama. And, you know, he could have bolted and, and tried to climb up the coaching ladder himself. But, you know, he stayed loyal to the University of Washington. And, you know, if you look at Jen Cohen's story herself, you know, she's a she's been a Husky fan her whole life. And then she got her dream job. So I think that kind of resonated with her. Like, OK, well, let's let's elevate Jimmy. But one thing that stood out to me yesterday in listening to Jimmy Lake Tyson was he has a passion for scheme. He has a passion for strategy, X's and O's. And so you're going to see we're getting a tactician as a head coach. And so a guy that's, you know, in there in the film room, you know, coming up with different schemes and stuff. And so he's going to bust his ass. I mean, this is his first head coaching job. Um, It makes perfect sense to elevate him. Do we know how this is going to pan out? No, we don't. But if there's, ever been a coordinator ready to take on this position, it's Jimmy Lake. Right, and and the one thing I do want to talk about the, the, the X's and O's part is because something that I'm glad that, you know, that affects a lot of, like, black coaches is that they don't really get that kind of genius coordinator tag, yeah. right? That's almost always, well, normally reserved for offensive guys, and offensive guys are normally white guys. Peter, yeah. or excuse me, Lake, um... Uh, uh, one of now I think six head six black head coaches in the conference, which is crazy. Uh, yeah. But um, he is like you said, he's not like he's obviously the master motivator. He does all that kind of stuff too. But you know, they they the kids talk about it all the time. They're using NFL style tactics, NFL style philosophies, and just and then obviously the the human development and the personal development is all right there too. So you're getting somebody yeah. who you know, is I'd say underrated as a defensive guy and a defensive coach in some ways, big picture stuff. And, but I think also properly rated as, you know, as a dude who can lead people. Now, like you said, will it work out? I don't know because it looked, you know, after two years, Mark Helfrich looked pretty damn good at Oregon, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And, 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 uh, you know, obviously Lincoln Riley has it rolling in Oklahoma so far, but it's only two years. You know, right. obviously, I'm bullish on Lincoln Riley for good reason, but um, and really, it took four years before Helfrich, you know, completely collapsed. And then, same thing with Ryan Day at Ohio State. I mean, elevating the the hotshot coordinator is nothing new around college football or even the NFL for that matter. It, it, it's just, I, I have to say, this feels as confident as you could possibly, you know, as a Husky fan, this is about as confident as I could feel because I don't know, yeah, who outside of. I'm not sure who. I don't even know the. I mean, some of the names. I I didn't want. I don't know. I, I it just makes sense. It feels right. I want to just ride this culture thing out. Ride kind of the CP train, for lack of a better word. For I think it's got about four or five more years, six more years, and then probably you know we might need a new vision, a new different whatever it may be. But I, I think this move makes sense at this time, and and it's also not only does it make sense, I think it's completely justifiable, right? <laughs> that yeah. this isn't just like a token elevation. This is somebody who has earned it because as you mentioned, he's turned down a million other jobs. I mean, this is not the first time somebody's come calling and he could have gone the G5 route, you know, like a yep. San Jose State. He could have gone Colorado, I know wanted to interview him last year. I mean, uh, Cal. Cal, I mean, like this he bet on himself and he won, man. You know what I'm excited about, Tyson, with this? And I totally agree with you on Lake, everything you said. One thing I'm excited about is to see the type of personality that Jimmy Lake is going to um, instill into the team. Because if you look at their personalities between Peterson and Lake, they're like polar opposites, right? So Peterson is very guarded and keeps things close to the vest, especially with the media. 
And then Jimmy Lake is the complete opposite. You know, he's the, he'll stay the longest in the room. He'll answer all the questions. He's so gracious with the media. And I think that's a, a big thing why his players um, want to play so hard for him. They'll run through a brick wall for Jimmy Lake because he just resonates. His personality just resonates in that locker room. And so, you know, he's kind of like a player's coach, but at the same time, you know, he's also brings that swag and discipline and stuff that the program needs. So I was thinking about this earlier today. I was talking to a friend of mine and I'm like, you know, Peterson, when he comes out of the tunnel, you know, he's the last guy to come out pretty much because he doesn't want the limelight. Well, I see Jimmy Lake as the opposite. I think Jimmy Lake's going to lead the team out of the tunnel. Tyson. <laughs> I think he's going to run out and, and, you know, and live it up a little bit. And so I am excited for that, I guess. I don't know if it's just because I'm a media guy and sometimes it's tough to talk to Coach Pete, but I'm excited to see that charisma, that energy, that that ignition that Coach Peterson's talking about that the program needs. Yeah, and that's and I think that's the kind of what makes all this both makes a ton of sense and also the most confounding part is that you have a head coach who is a active Hall of Famer, you know, who yep. basically saying I'm not the guy. Like that is just I just of all in the, it's I mean, let alone the football world, how many times do you see that in real life where somebody takes, you know, that isn't, you know, 72, right? Or isn't near the end of, you know, that isn't yeah. completely, like, it's sort of, somebody, not, I wouldn't say in their prime, but certainly not, you know, he's not over the hill by any stretch. And he, uh, that's, yeah, I, I, I'm going to have a hard time yeah. with that one. I think it's going to be, flash forward to September of next year against Michigan, it's going to be yeah. weird as hell not to see Peterson on the <laughs> sidelines. It's going to be yeah. weird as hell. Yeah, I totally agree with you there, Tyson. And one other thing that comes up, you know, just listening to Coach Peterson, when he took the job here at UW six years ago, one thing he had mentioned during his press conference was that he needed to step outside of where he was at and he needed to grow himself and improve himself as a coach and as a person. And he said the same things yesterday. And, you know, he said, you know, going into this advisory role and other things, he's like, you know, there's things I need to do going forward that I want to improve myself. And it's the same theme. And so I think Chris Peterson's a guy that's, you know, he's meticulous. He's a perfectionist. And, you know, when he feels like he's kind of tackled the challenge with something you know, he wants to go do something else. He's competitive. He wants to tackle, you know, a new horizon or whatever. So this, in that regards, it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me with his decision, but he got pretty choked up yesterday when he was looking at his wife in the front row and, and talking about how, how unbelievable his family has been. So I think that's a big piece. You know, I think coach Pete at this point in his career accomplished so much. He wants to just wake up, not have the grueling schedule, have coffee with his wife and not have to race off and and come home at 10 o'clock after calling recruits. So, you know, I'm happy for him in a sense because, you know, this is he's earned this moment. He's earned this moment to ride off into the sunset and do what he wants to do with the rest of his life. So I'm fully supportive. Weird thing is, Jeff, or not weird. I don't even know. I still don't. I'm running out of adjectives without, you know, (laughs) is there's still a bowl game left. I mean, obviously, we don't know where the Huskies are headed, but what do you know, and I don't want to call him a lame duck because that's not what he is, but um, it's going to be what a strange – I'm very curious how the kids have responded. I'm sure the meetings were awkward as hell, you know, because I'm sure yep. he – it was, you know – I'm sure they were all very excited for Coach Lake, but obviously that's, you know, you know, the, even the defensive even the defensive side, yes, Jimmy Lake's their coordinator, it, you know, the D linemen interact with Malloy, you know, and Peterson was always yep. kind of the one that loomed large for lack of a better way to put it. And 
and now they're kind of being put into something different. And, and and I love how Peterson said because it was such like dad kind of stuff and um, yeah. stuff. You, you're a father. Your your kids are on the younger side, but eventually you'll get to say this. Like basically, he goes, "What did he say?" And you you were there, so you can feel free to correct me. Basically, like. The kids don't think that it will be better, but I promise you it will be better or whatever. Like, I know it's going to be better for them, but they may not think it now. And it's like, yes, like that's the confidence. And that's like the that's what makes him such a unique cat. Peterson is that like he's willing to just outright say it like I'm not the guy and and that the kids it's going to hurt and it's going to suck for a little bit. But I promise you it will absolutely be better. And I I just I'm still I'm still dumbfounded by all of it, man. I'm like, yeah. It's a complete shock. I'm okay with it. I'm completely at peace with it, but I'm still – it's just like – it's sort of like it it reminds me of the day when when I found out they got hired. When they hired Peterson, I go, they hired – what? How in the hell did that happen? And I had to pinch myself for a long time to go, man, the Huskies have Chris Peterson. And yeah. now it's sort of the exact opposite where I'm like, I have to pinch myself and realize they don't have Chris Peterson <laughs> anymore. They have somebody who I think could be damn good, but it's not, I don't know. They're, they're, he is the real deal, man. Like everyone said, like that guy is the real freaking deal. And um, yeah. uh, let, let's talk some uh, staff stuff before uh, we let you go. Um, I Like I said earlier, I think that most, of the, most if not all, the defensive staff is going to stick around, right? And we're, by the way, this is – not, I don't even know if I want to call this prediction. This is reckless speculation. This is all speculation, by the way. There's at least on my end. Maybe you know something I don't. But um, I think the defensive staff pretty much stays intact. I'd be shocked. Maybe I'd be shocked if anybody gets let go. I'll, I'll just I just think that's not usually how these things work out. Um, if you look at what uh, um, 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 what uh, outside of Oregon, because Oregon's weird and they and they just promote you know they promoted the same off the same coaching tree for about 30 years there but um at ohio state and lsu are the the two ones that come to mind immediately um ryan day pretty much kept he got promoted he was an offensive guy pretty much kept the entire offensive staff what did he do on defense he replaced four of the five defensive coaches lsu ed orgeron a defensive guy what did he do when he got hired or got promoted to full-time flipped half the offensive staff yeah i think logic would dictate and I'd, I'd love to go look at – and I had to go look at Lincoln Riley. I don't know off the top of my head what Lincoln Riley did at Oklahoma. I think he kept most things intact because uh, Bob Stoops, I think, retired in June, not December, yeah. so a little bit different timing. But my point is, is if I'm a betting man, the offense – a lot of the uh, – at least half the offensive staff isn't coming back. Now, which ones that may be, I think we know who most fans would like to see gone, be mm-hmm. gone, but um, I don't know. I, I'm just. I, I would just expect that well, the offensive staff. There's more likely going to be change on the offensive staff. Not even because, not only because of performance, but because that's just kind of what coaches do. <laughs> yeah, and going back to your thoughts on the defense, Tyson. I guess one take I have on it is, you know, if there was anybody to go on the defensive side, it might be a guy like Bob Gregory, who's been coaching the inside linebackers, because. For one, Coach Gregory has never really been known as a dynamic recruiter. And so you look at a guy now like Jimmy Lake, who's going to be the head coach, he's a dynamic recruiter. Um, And so that was kind of rumored or whispered this year as to, I wonder what Peterson's going to do with his friend Gregory at the end of the year. Um, So if there was anything to happen on the defensive side, that might be one place to look. But maybe Lake will keep him for stability. I don't know. But going to the offensive side, you know, the big elephant in the room is Bush Hamden. And 
you know, Chris Peters, it's been Chris Peterson's offense for six years. And so is it, was Bush handcuffed? Was Bush just kind of doing what Peterson wanted to do? Or now that Peterson's offense isn't there, will Bush be a better offensive coordinator on his own? Um, Those are all different questions that need to be answered. And talking to, you know, Jimmy Lake yesterday, one thing that he had mentioned was, that they need to get an aggressive style of offense um, going forward to be able, to be able to play championship level football. And one thing he looks at is, you know, when he's doing defensive schemes against other teams, it's like, what, what offenses scare me? And when he looks at that, he's like, that's the kind of offense that I want here at Washington. I want an offense that is aggressive and offensive that can score points offense that is scary and I think through the years it's kind of been frustrating to Jimmy Lake because he's had to devise his defensive game plans around the fact that the offense hasn't been complementary to the defense and so they have to go out and try to win more games you know defensively than than they should so I think he's looking for for something more balanced and you know it wouldn't surprise me Tyson to see him go outside the box and try to find somebody to completely revamp the entire offense with a whole new scheme that and that's really much that's pretty much all he has is outside the box because um, because if you he's pretty much he spent the last what eight years with Peterson you know at Boise and UW so he pretty much knows all the same characters at Boise or UW you know that most Husky fans have heard of Um, yeah secondarily um we just we have no we don't know he's never been a head coach so it's hard to tell what um, you know who he's had relationships with, and he's he in the last time um, you know he was in the NFL was like 2011, but usually the you know I I don't know that that's a <laughs> that's a well long you look time, at that's a long time ago you know what I mean Ryan Day hired a defensive I think the the secondary coach Ryan Day hired um, who's yeah. now a co defensive coordinator. He came from the NFL, but Ryan Day was in the NFL as recently as like 2016 or even 17. So yeah. they're, they're just a little bit more modern. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm just trying to think I of hear you. who potentially could even come up. I, I have no names. I have no, no, nothing even comes to mind. But if you look at, you look at Coach Lake, um, you know, Will Harris came to UW because of a connection he had with Jimmy Lake. They had done a football camp together down in California, and so he was very impressed with you know, Will Harris's work ethic and his energy. And so, you know, we don't know what kind of connections Jimmy Lake has made through camps and different things through the years. So that's the, that's the other exciting part about this is how he's going to fill out his staff. And then the other thing, Tyson, that, that came to mind yesterday, and I don't know what your thoughts are on this was, you know, keeping Pete Kwiatkowski is going to be crucial. And do you think Lake will relinquish the play yes, calling duties yes. on game day to him? Yes. yes. If there's and, one, And I think that's huge because Kwiatkowski, in my opinion, Tyson, I always thought that Kwiatkowski was the better game day caller, but Jimmy Lake was the better teacher on defense. So they work very well together. They, um, I think if I would, I would hope because if there's one thing, not only that I'm used to and that's something I believe in is that CEO type head coach, you know, the somebody yeah. that doesn't call plays, there's too much go- going on. I, I, I'm not, uh, I, I think, I think, you know, you have to be a, a special type of coach to do that. And I think eventually most of those guys, um, 
I don't know. It, it, it never. It always I seems agree. To, they, 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 the teams seem to get out of balance, so to speak. So, um, yep, I completely agree. Um, so I, I would I would hope and pray that he becomes a CEO and. But and I think he's and that's what I'm and that's another reason is the continuity on defense because those are the guys that's the reason why I think a guy like Gregory even if fans don't like him or don't want him he's been the special teams coordinator the Huskies have one of the top special teams units in the country this year um, yep. re- recruiting is obviously noted but the continuity the guys that Jimmy can go know that they can just handle it and they don't have to teach a bunch of new things I just uh, I like I said I, I would not be surprised if Gregory left I just have a hard time seeing any of those other dudes other dudes leave. It's really the offensive side. And by the way, before I let you go, some of the first pictures that have come out since with Lake on the recruiting trail since being promoted. Yeah. At, at those offensive linemen's house. Yeah. With, <laughs> with Miles Morrow and, Morrow, and, and, yep. and Hatchet and all the, and all that, and that cast of characters. So yep. that, that gives me a feeling that Scott Huff probably isn't going anywhere. Just FY, just like just a hunch. Cause it's photos with Huff and Lake and all those players. So I have a, I have a st- sneaky suspicion that, uh, Scott Huff is somebody who's going to stick around. Um, also, because he's yeah. been, he's been crooting his ass off too. And the Husky yeah. line was vo- semifinalist for top offensive line of the year. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, stability is important. Tyson, St- stability for sure. is important. It's just like, but like you said though, they got they're going to be different on offense. It's just a matter of like you said, is he going to trust Bush to make those changes, or is he going to bring somebody else uh, from the outside? And who that person yep. will be is your guess is as good as mine. But uh, <laughs> Jeff, exactly. Uh, we'll talk to you before the bowl game, man. Thank you. Uh, thank you for hopping on. You bet, man. Go dogs. Talk to you later. The proceeding was a Howling Husky production.